The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? folks. I'm in the dark, and I'm staying that way. I'm a dark-loving type of guy who doesn't want to come out of the dark. I like it in the dark. I'm like the phantom of podcasting. Anyway, good morning. Um, Van Dad Cardar. 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 Can't borrow the van, Dad, because might as well take the car, Dar. We'll be with it. That's how I remember the name. <laughs> I'm shot, man. I am just shot. Um, so anyway, good morning. If you're just uh, tuning in today, um, Van Dad I, looks like a mover and shaker up in there, uh, Great White North there up in Canada tomorrow. On tasting New York, I inadvertently will be because uh, I did not plan it. So I say inadvertently, will be trashing Canada a bit because my guest was a Canadian. First of all, who claimed that ala vodka sauce was a Long Island thing, and I asked about Canadian food because you hear about. Greek food, Italian food, Chinese food, Japanese food, Thai food, um, every kind of food under the planet. There are restaurants for everything. But when have you ever seen a Canadian restaurant? And what do they have? They have Mexican food. Sure, there's a Mexican restaurant anywhere. You can find anything. You can find a Brazilian restaurant. Can you find a Canadian restaurant? Is there such thing as a Canadian? And what do they have? Just back bacon. That's the only Canadian food. Back bacon, eh? Of course, Canadians say put the A in the wrong place, in the back. In New York, we put the A in the front. So in Canada, they say back bacon, eh? In New York, we say, hey, back bacon. See that? The A is on the wrong side. Hey, back bacon, eh? Hey, back bacon. See? Canadians got it backwards. Charlie Kirk says witches got him sick. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, man. The the QAnon people are getting crazier and crazier by the day. So Charlie Kirk claims that in the middle of everything that was going on with COVID and all, he went to New Mexico to speak in a church about how the government was telling us all the wrong stuff. He didn't like masks. He didn't like vaccines. You know, Charlie Kirk. 
But while he was speaking in the church, three witches came in. In Albuquerque, you know, Albuquerque's big on witches. It wasn't Salem, Massachusetts. Um, it was uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, talking in, in a church, and three women came up, and they started saying things, saying words to him, and he got sick. So he uh, attributes that to them putting a, an evil spell on him. Seriously, this was in 2020, July of 2020. Um, at the height of the contagion that was going on, he got COVID. And instead of blaming it on just recklessly going uh, going out in public and not caring about whether he got COVID, he blames it on these three women that were saying words. God forbid people say words. The words must have been uh, a witch's curse. Yes, it's true. People are just getting crazier and crazier, and there's no stopping it. The The road to insanity is wide open. It's a uh, five-lane highway, and everybody's doing 190 miles an hour on it. That's all I know. I hope you're safe wherever you are. Uh, appears that uh, there's some pretty big um, blizzards going on, and we're not part of it. Thank God. Thank goodness. Thank God. Thank the witches, whoever you believe is protecting you from the evil blizzard. In my case, sheer luck, maybe climate change, whatever it is. We are not part of the brutal storms that are delivered. More than 850,000 power outages uh, reported in cross-country winter storms with more snow, and icing, and blizzard conditions coming today. So the fun is not over. Um, not to be cold and mean cold. Uh, uh, not to be cold and mean about it. <laughs> And listen, I hope everybody is safe. I truly do. But it's your turn. <laughs> We've had our share of them here, and I'm I'm glad we're not getting them. And, you know, sometimes maybe you're learning this. If you're out there in, in places that never got a blizzard before. Southern California is getting blizzards. Sometimes it... Get you a day off from work, or a day or two off from work. But you got to go out and shovel, so that's no fun. But uh, as long as nobody gets hurt, it has. It can have some. I don't know. For me, the lockdowns with the pandemic stuff were kind of a blessing. Oh, I I can't leave home. Oh, okay. Good idea. I can't leave home. That's a good one. So blizzards were always good that for a day, but then when that snow was still there two months later, and it's all black and full of car exhaust and mud and whatever else, dog shit. Did I just say dog shit? Um, William says it snowed like crazy in New Mexico yesterday. Well, um, maybe that's because of the damn witches, man. 
maybe you and your damn witches just brought in too much uh, evil into the area and cursed the weatherman. I think that I think I'm onto something here. Uh, if I had Charlie Kirk's number, I would call him and find out. Anyway, uh, I hope people are, are staying safe. Really, truly. I mean, I'm I'm being a dick about it, but in fact, we received a snow squall warning on our phones. That's what he says. Snow squall. <laughs> I don't have a joke for that. It's too early in the morning, and I'm. I'm shot. Now, I noticed Brendan uh, tweeted out, rehab, yes or no, and he's exhausted. I wonder if he's channeling me. Lately, uh, he seems to be acting like me, because this is the kind of stuff I would say I would be putting out on Twitter. Um, Israeli airstrikes follow Gaza rockets launched. World War Three is starting everywhere, and nobody gives a damn. Um, TV journalist killed while reporting uh, on an earlier shooting in Florida. So this guy goes to report on a, a shooting live and then end, ends up getting shot and killed live on air. News 13, Orlando, Florida. Feel terrible for the guy and his family. Now, um, surprised that didn't make the rounds for people looking for clicks, clickbait, and stuff like that. You know, on morbid uh, curiosity, stuff like that, that's clickbait. I mean, and people will. Um, people will take advantage of that. Um, looks like Ralphie's in Facebook. He says uh, he should have covered the porno movie. We would have got shot with jizz. He didn't say that. I said that. It's because I'm not quite awake yet. And I probably do uh, belong in rehab. I should not have said that. Speaking of jizz, Kelly's here. <laughs> no, I should not have said that. See, it it's because I don't get enough sleep. That's my excuse. I just lost my news feed. What happened? Um, not that there's any news really... Bright light on Earth comes from Las Vegas Hotel. It is is it dangerous? The brightest light on Earth. The brightest light on Earth comes from a, it's probably from Luxor, right? Am I, do I have that right? Or Mandalay Bay? No, it's Luxor. Been there, done that. Um, I always wondered about that because when you when you go to Vegas, since Luxor has been there, they got it, you know it's a pyramid. If you haven't been. Luxor is shaped like a pyramid, and right out of the top comes this really bright, laser-looking light. I'm thinking, you know, planes flying over Vegas. That's got to be, I got fucking, turn that fucking shit off, man. I have enough trouble seeing here. We got a blizzard going on. Anyway. Uh, that looks like about all that's going on in the world. Last night on the program. <sighs> my aching head i had another one of these uh positive people you know these positive people you know me i'm i'm in a negative place i don't believe this whole humanity i think we're doomed i think all of us uh really you know 
the best and the worst of all of it we're all, as I mentioned earlier, we're all on on the hot, crazy freeway doing 100 miles an hour, 190 miles an hour, I believe I said, which is a slight exaggeration unless you're driving a Tesla, like Mikey, you're driving a Tesla, going 190 miles an hour. It's going to run out of electricity and just stop. Battery's just going to die. Anyway, um, I believe humanity is on that freeway, highway to hell. Free way to hell. I don't think you have to pay. Going to hell. It's it's free. Entrance is free. Uh, free all night. Come on, drink all you want, eat all you want, because you're going to hell anyway. Um, but so I had Dr. Tom Norris on, who wrote a book. He's written several books, uh, a fresh cup series, and his latest book is a, a fresh cup of tolerance. I'm like, what's the plan, Doc? What's the plan to get people tolerant? Because we are full of people. I'm not sure Van Dad's going to show up, by the way. He was he was on waiting in the back end Tuesday night for a half hour before the show started, before he figured out that he was not on Tuesday night. And I had to tell him he was on Thursday morning. So, and I was so... He's the kind of guy who shows up early. He's not here yet. I'm thinking maybe he thinks it's tonight, which he's not getting on tonight. I have somebody else on tonight. Uh, but so fresh, <laughs> a fresh cup of tolerance. The book is about having hope in humanity that we can work through things, our differences, and all sing kumbaya and get along. No, Doc. It's not going to happen. I'm not a smart man. But I know this. We are doomed. We hate each other. We are irreparably divided. And there is nothing you can say to make people more tolerant of each other. And I think part of the problem is we lost the ability to mind our own fucking business. As long as something doesn't harm you let it go walk on by but no we are too concerned with looking into what other people are doing inside their own home that has no effect on me and there are people actors actors that's an, I remember when actors were just people in movies and, and theater no now People who are activists are called actors. There are actors in the political world who want you to believe that if some guy's wearing a dress, that it's a threat to you, <laughs> or some guy wants to get his dick cut off and become a woman to the best of his or her ability that they can be a woman, that's a threat to you. If somebody wants to read books about history, that's a threat to you. Everything's a threat to you. But it's really not. If, if somebody wants to fuck his buddy in the ass, that's a threat to you. Because why? He might be looking at your ass and thinking, hey, I'm fucking this guy's ass. I might as well fuck that guy's ass. No, that's not the way it works. Your ass is safe. And if it's not, get a butt plug from enticeme.com, one of our sponsors. But a butt plug will always 
hinder those terrible gay rapists that are coming for your ass. In other words, just live and let live. Somebody wants to... Now, of course, we have to have rules in society. Things that you, you, if a guy is murdering his wife inside his own house, that becomes your business and you should report it, stop it, whatever. That is a threat when somebody's doing stuff like that. But if it's not harm, harming you and it's not harming society and it's really not, let it go. Despite what Tucker fucking fuck, fuck, fuck says, Tucker Fuckson says, fucking Carlson wants to say, they're not coming. Most things are not a threat to you. Even somebody saying words to you in a church, which you might interpret as putting a curse on you. Remember, Madam Zelda put a curse on me. But I, I banished the curse live on the air. Oh, it was Bob from East Brunswick, wasn't it? Who was stubbing his toe. He was, it was, uh, he was stubbing his toe. And I uh, put the incantation of Como Kani on Bob to release the curse that Zelda put on him. How did I get down this fucking road? Hello? Where am I? Who am I? Doesn't appear my guest is, is going to show up. I. It seems like Canadians. I'm now I'm going to go on my anti-Canadian rant. Uh, Canadians are a threat to you. Yes, Tucker Carlson, fucker Carlson. Fuck, 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 fuck. Tucker Vanson, not Carlson. Uh, it's Kane with the E. Uh, Ralphie says Como Kane with the I. No, it's Kane. Kanye. Well, not Kanye West. Como Kane with an E. Kane. Like canine. I've looked this stuff up. Trust me on this. This is not just some witch talking out in Albuquerque, putting hexes on guys with big heads. Anyway, where the fuck was I? And how did I get here? I was talking about Zelda and the curses. Just let shit go. So I asked Tom, because Tom, Dr. Norris, he started his own religion. I said, you know what? I'm not, a, again, not a smart man. I don't have a lot of solutions for humanity. I don't even have any hope for humanity. But I think one thing, if you ask me, what does humanity need to get along? I think the last thing I would say is we need another religion. I think we need less religion. I think religion is a big part of the problem. People believing in fairy tales, magical thinking, books about people who do miracles, crazy stuff, like witches. But it might, be, might as well be a book about witches, right? Anyway, um, so I don't think, so I asked him, because in his church, Universalist Church, he claims he's an agnostic. Well, you folks out there who, uh, not familiar with the term. <laughs> An agnostic really doesn't care about the existence of God or doesn't really, he's not really all that interested in defining it, putting uh, all that much energy into it. 
anyway, so he he started this religion that doesn't care about God. That's odd. What kind of religion doesn't have? Oh, no, don't say he doesn't have. He has plenty. He's got Jesus. He's got Buddha. He's got Muhammad. He's got, I don't know who the other guys are. You know, the religious guys. He's got the holy man from Park Slope. Whatever. He believes in all of them. They're all divine. Yeah, but you don't care about God. How could they all be divine? They don't, you know, he's kind of like an atheist with a new religion. Not so confusing. So comes down to this. Do you pray in your religion? Yes, we pray. Who? Who do you pray to? Oh, well, we could pray to different. No, no. I want to know who, when, when you say, help me, help me. I'm getting, a, I might get fucked in the ass by a witch. Man, well, maybe that's not what you're, maybe that's not what you're praying for. But I want to know who you're praying to. Who's the letter addressed to? Uh, who, you know, if you, you can't just pray. Speaking of, of praying and not knowing who the letter is addressed to. Uh, <laughs> how are you? Um, Good morning. So you can't just pray to nothing. You got to pray to something. And if you don't believe in something, who are you praying to? And he couldn't really give me an answer on that. And that, to me, is a little concerning. Like, I, maybe you belong in the Charlie Kirk camp where you believe in witches. But at any cost, you're not an agnostic. So stop claiming you're an agnostic. Because if you pray, you believe there's a God. Right? right. Am I wrong? Right. You no, yeah. I would, I would definitely say that prayer indicates that you believe in some sort of higher power you know higher so. power no you believe in well okay you can call it higher power you're allowed um because i don't want to be intolerant because that's the problem well that's and problem. so actually so higher power is a term that uh is used in the recovery uh yeah, circles a lot yeah. and and i really like it because it's not um it's not limiting, you know what I mean? Like uh, so many times, when when you know you use the word God, uh, people you know have have a preconceived idea in their head of what that is, um, and and which I think is unfortunate because because I'm, you know, I I do think it's important in life to have a, a semblance of faith, to have faith in something. Um, but you know, uh, I'm very hesitant to say that any one religion is right over the other. There's no way that any of them can definitively say that they're correct. Right. There's just not. There's no well, way. This is the root of the problem, and this is why I was such a fucking uh, thorn in this guy's side last night because he came to talk about tolerance and and getting the world to be more tolerant of each other. And I am a very negative person. As you know, Carl's in there. He said you could pray on the off chance. Like, in case, just in case there's a guy. I don't think that works. It, you can't use, like, a, a safety valve. That, hey, listen, I don't believe in God. But just in case, I don't think you know, that's <laughs> that's kind of well, like playing both. But let, let me finish this thought. So I, I said that part of the problem is because his contention is that 
the majority of the world is agnostic and don't care about God. And I said, uh, you know what? I could believe, I could agree with that. I could say that's probably true. Eight billion people on the planet, probably four point one billion at least, don't care at all about God. But if that's right. the case, if we don't care about God as a people, as a majority of the human, why do we start so many wars over the belief in God or what somebody else believes? Because we get so angry that you don't believe what I believe. If we don't care. Why are we killing each other over shit we don't care about? Right. Well, the the truth is is that those wars aren't really about God. Those wars are about the the feeling of I'm right and you're wrong, and and using violence to prove that. You know what I mean? I'm right and you're wrong about what? Okay. So okay, (laughs) let's be honest. Most, especially when you get higher up in government or whatever, um, most of the people that profess whatever type of faith that they say that they profess, they certainly don't live their daily lives in a way that would convict them on those terms. You know what I mean? And like that, like that's a really good and that's a really good barometer, in my opinion. Okay, can someone? Take a look at your daily life and know that you belong to this set of faith beliefs based on how you live your life. If not, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Wait, like wait, that's an intolerant thought. Shut the fuck up right there. But but it's just like I don't want to fucking hear it because everything everything that you're saying is actually bullshit because you like like it's it's fucking lip service. And I don't want your fucking lip service. What the fuck do you do? No, you, you know what I mean. You're absolutely right. I mean, the biggest the people who are the worst uh, offenders towards humanity are the people who speak loudliest about their religion, their faith, what they think God should be. And those are the people who are looking in people's houses and saying, "I don't want you fucking him in the ass because I'm afraid." Right? Like, that you like, might what has that got to do with you? Like, like, and and where where is the love in that? You know what I mean? Like, how is like, like, mo- like, pretty much all of these religions like really have this thing about loving, you know, uh, each other and and being kind to one another and treating each other well. Um, but then they get on these high horses and just shit all over everybody. Right. Listen, I'm not a prejudiced person, un- unless you're prejudiced. I'm very prejudiced against prejudiced people. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no religion or race or whatever that I like just emphatically hate those people. But I cannot stand the idiocy of prejudice. If you express prejudice like in my earshot, I'm I'm like generally I'm going to say something. Like I've gotten to the point in my life where where I don't like I don't just idly sit by when prejudice is spoken around me because it's bullshit. It's well, so it, stupid. It is. All right, look, I'm going to come back to his because he's a a bit of a activist, but also a pacifist. And my <laughs> I agree. I I understand your position on this, but. His position is not to speak up. And, I, I, you know, there are two possible choices here. You could 
just let it go. Or you could fight it, or you could stand up, or you could speak your mind. Neither one right. of those gets the problem solved. Nick, because if, if somebody's not listening, and somebody's intolerant, and somebody has this belief system that they're right, 100% right, no matter what you say, even though it uh, irritates you when you feel like you should say something, you're not going right. to change their mind. So that doesn't help. And walking away doesn't help. It doesn't change anything. So this is where I come to, there's no hope. We're doomed because we are... Right. And so I hate to be a, a person who says uh, all your hope, all your, uh, you know, you get up every morning trying to change the world because you believe you could do, you can improve the planet. You can't. And I hate to be the person to tell you that we're right. all, fu- we're all fucked. We're in a sinking ship. Learn to love so, water. Okay. <laughs> um. While, while I agree that like fixing the problem like on a whole does seem like this just insurmountable task. Right. Right. Um, one of the things that I learned in prison when I took the, uh, I took this class called impact of crime on victims. And there was actually two levels to that class. And, you know, they talked about, you know, how your crimes affected the community and the, the ripple effect of, of crime or whatever. But they also talked about the ripple effect of reform. You know what I mean? Like, when you take a bad apple, because I was a bad apple. There's there's no denying that. You know what I mean? You got got the Osmond brothers in my head now. Okay. 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 (laughs) No, one bad bad apple don't don't ruin a whole bunch. Oh, give me one more try. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. One oh, bad uh, apple don't spoil a whole bunch, baby. I'm sorry. Wow. We'll see you saying something God, about I apples. Love you. apples. I love you so much. Something about apples. <laughs> okay, so what kind of? Apples? But so Macintosh, so you, you take granny. you take somebody like me that is of uh, of Man. bad character, doing bad things. Uh, all right. Now you now you put them in prison and they become reformed. Now, had I not been reformed. I would have continued on the same trajectory, right? And as judge, as, as the judge who sentenced me said, he believed that my crimes would have gotten worse and increased or whatever. So by, by putting the effort into reforming me, they've actually like saved future victims. There, there's now less people that I will victimize because I'm reformed. Okay, but it doesn't stop there, bro. Now that I'm different, I can help teach other people how to be different. Say that, say that maybe, you know, maybe for me particularly, you know, maybe say that, um, you know, say the worst happened and I really lost my head one day when I was still stuck in the old me and I might have lost my head and lost my temper and killed two, three people. Matter of fact, there was a there's a, a, a story that I tell on stage um, about a time where I punked out three guys in the car and I threatened their lives over a parking space. You know what I mean? And those dudes like that dude hit reverse and left. But like if, if those dudes would have got out of the car, like it would have went down for real. And I might have killed those three guys because my head was busted back then. You know what I mean? And, and I was crazy. And I was over the top about everything, you know? So let's say, like, 
you know, an event like that would have, so you saved those three people just by reforming me. Now three people didn't die because I was reformed. Okay. So then, hold on, hold now on. I'm reformed and hold I on. and I help hold other on. people change. Okay. Hold on. What if those three guys were going out to do some evil afterwards, and then you killing them would have done actually a humanity a, a service. A service, yeah. right? I mean, do and okay, so that's that's <laughs> true. Also, that's true. Also, I I get your angle there, but I do want to continue to the now I'm different, so I can help teach other guys how to be different. You know what I mean? So now I'm helping impact other people who also aren't out there doing the same shit that they used to do. So now there's probably hundreds of people that will not be victimized because somebody took the time to invest in the idea that I could change and I could be reformed. Right. You know well, what I mean? The, the bigger question, and I yes, I hear that, that every act and action <laughs> – has an effect on on bigger systems. This is that's what you're describing here. There are bigger systems at play, and, and you know it's like the thing going back in time and you step on a caterpillar. You could be the caterpillar who could have saved your grandfather's life, but you know that whole thing. And then Correct. your grandfather right. never gets born, and then you don't. But <clears throat> in the big picture of things, if Charlie Kirk is right, and there are witches in your neighborhood putting curses on it on humanity, and all this, so you're saving people for what? You're saving people one heartache, but you're not necessarily protecting them from all evil. And right. for what purpose if it's all going to hell anyway? So, yes, you can save those, save a guy from getting his ass raped. Okay, I'm going down my fucking door. <laughs> One guy from getting his ass raped, but he's going to be beheaded by another guy later that day. If the world is full of evil and Jeffrey Dahmer is waiting around the corner for a guy you just let go because you didn't want to kick his ass for a parking spot. Yeah, I did a good right. thing. Now uh, now that's going to have a ripple effect. No, it's going to have a ripple effect if Jeffrey Dahmer is going to get three for one dinner price yeah. today. You see what I'm saying? If the world, I'm looking at the big picture, and his big picture is, well, first of all, he doesn't believe in organized religion, but he started his own religion. So I thought, you know, basically, if religion <laughs> is the prop problem, you created a new church, and new church said what? And people can come in, and they you want them to pray to the person that you or the entity that you're praying to. Aren't you the same as the Catholic Church or all these any one of you know right. Muslims, whatever anyone that wants to dictate what you're supposed to believe in? And isn't that a self-perpetuating, endless cycle of just judgment? And you don't believe what I believe, and so if the, does the world actually? Do you solve anything? I understand your point that you might be, you can rationalize it that you are saving people from some form of evil in that moment but right. you're also putting on the expectation that things are going to get better and well, not and get worse so <laughs> i think i think for me it's not so much um the idea of solving the problem but more so having an impact you know what i mean but so no, an impact means 
that yes, I know what you mean. But an impact means that it's gonna. I'm hoping you're meaning a positive impact because you could have right. a negative impact. That's true too. And so, but for what purpose? If nothing ever gets, if on a bigger scale, nothing ever. You made somebody smile for a day, yeah. But then they got eaten by Jeffrey Dahmer at the end of that day. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of like minimizing the effect because there's, there's a lot of other positives that would also come out of it. That's why. Yeah, and that's okay. I love you anyway. (laughs) Right, but um. I just, I, I just think that the more, and to me, perspective and outlook matters so much. You know what I mean? Because I, um, you know, I don't, I don't think that it actually makes the things more present or calls them into your life necessarily. But I think it's more so of it heightens your awareness to it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever the focal point of your thinking is, like, that's where your awareness is going to be drawn to. So if I can keep the focal point of my thinking in a positive direction, then my awareness is going to be also drawn into a positive direction. But both the positive and negative exist simultaneously at the same time, all the time. It's, It's what is my focal point. You know what I mean? Okay, and if I have a focal point of of positivity and sunshine and daisies and bad stuff happens to me, should I ignore it? Uh, No, but what it it allows you, it's not ignoring it, but it allows you to see what good can come out of it, okay? You know, um, know, even a failure has a lesson. You know what I mean? There's, There's something I can glean out of this but the more negative my perspective is the less i'm going to glean from that negative experience the less i'm going to come out of it with you know so the more positive i keep my 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 viewpoint then the the better chance for me in my opinion the better chance i have coming out of it with a with a better result a more productive result for what goal for for the betterment of my life for the betterment of my family's life you know if i'm if i'm really living good on 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 high vibrations and high energy i'm affecting lives in my community i could be you know depending on the kind of stuff we, you know because like you you do your your soup stuff you do a uh, whole lot of other volunteer I stuff i i quit i quit oh you quit doing that well uh yeah Yesterday, as a matter of fact, I went to the soup kitchen, uh, the friend's kitchen over in Rocky Point, and I said, I'm not doing it anymore. Why? Why? I said, um, basically, all we're doing is feeding people who go out and rob, because this this has actually happened. One of the guys who comes to um, the the soup kitchen on a regular basis came in for a meal, got himself uh, all filled up, and then went out and uh, arm robbery of a local store, uh, pistol whipped a woman. And so this, these are the people, <laughs> and this is why I'm such a negative bastard, is you go out there, and this is not one, one isolated incident. You go out right. there and you feel like you're doing good, 
and those three guys that you did not kick their ass, they go out and commit commit a crime. When it, you would have kicked their ass. Now I'm not saying this has happened when you with your situation. I'm just saying right. this is my perspective. Now I'm helping people without doing any kind of vetting on. Oh, they're in need. You're gonna help them. You, you feel like you're doing something good. You pat yourself on the back. Yes, you did a good thing. And then they go out and rob somebody, pistol whip an old lady, whatever. Right. Okay. And and I understand that that's definitely happening. And and it's probably happening on a on a larger um, percentage than it's not happening. And that's the really unfortunate part because I think uh, criminal lifestyle and homelessness tend to go hand in hand because it's sort of, you know, in, in a lot of instances, some, some crime is necessary when you're homeless in, in some situations. It feels sort of. like it anyway. It feels like right, you, exactly. you, you have yeah, no I, choice. To, the, your only method for survival is right. something evil. Illegal, yeah, um, um, and right, um, and that's super unfortunate. And I do think that that's the case. That I think that the the, the majority of people are that are homeless are definitely uh, involved in some level of criminal activity, whether that be you know violent or not. Well, let um, me just stop you here because this is about a Valjean type of uh, situation, and you the lesson from Valjean is that if you show them the light that people will change their hearts and become better people. John Valjean robbed the candlesticks from a priest. The cops came to uh, arrest Valjean, and the priest said, no, I gave right. them to him, and indeed, John Valjean changed his life. In reality, and, we, we've had homeless people in this, in this house. We fed them. We've given them clothes. We've given them opportunities. Even gave them a car to get to and from the job we got them, and they still robbed us. Right. So that I did that Valjean idea of um, showing people light, you change their hearts and you make an impact on the world. It's failed seven times that we've tried it. <laughs> right. So um, the percentage rate might not be fabulous. I'll give you that. Right. Um, but I do think that, that there are times when, when somebody is particularly low and maybe they're thinking about doing something really stupid. And it's one person's random small act of kindness that makes them think, maybe I should hold on to being a good person one more fucking day. You know what I mean? Um, and you don't know if that time that you do that thing is going to be the time that that person needs it. And that's why you have to do your best to step up and do that shit as much as you can. I understand. You know I, mean? I understand that outlook. And and again, I I know I'm being a very negative person because I'm in a very dark place right now. But as somebody who it can't help but notice the darkness, I say, what if you, with the best of intentions, think that's the outcome? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a difference today with one person. But that one person you're making a difference with actually it goes out and does some really bad things to an innocent old lady right. then isn't that somehow on me because i enabled that fuck to go back out into society and do whatever he did thinking i'm doing the right thing patting myself on the back yeah i found the guy and well he's a he's a fucking putting a cur he's in the church putting wicked wicked zelda well so <laughs> stub your toe stub your toe 
Right. So what I'll say to that is that, is that it's not like you have a camera in their head. Right. It's not like it's not like you're privy to what that person's true intentions are and and stuff like that. So to me, that's what makes you not culpable because you're 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 doing what you can to help that person based on the information they're giving you. Yeah. If they're not moving in honesty, then then like you can't really be held accountable. I'm not. I'm not suggesting you should be held accountable. I'm su- su- suggesting. But I mean, big... even even in your own conscience, you shouldn't hold yourself accountable. No, I, because I you want because. I agree. Uh, you shouldn't blame yourself or or hold on to that. Like, oh, gee, I did that, but it it should give you pause to do that again. Because now everybody is cesspook. And it comes down to this, because it's a, it's it, for a guy like Tom, Dr. Tom Norris, who was do, doing this, he actually believes in humanity. And he believes that there is hope for humanity. And he starts a church to combat all the evils he sees going on in church. And now, uh, with the idea of, of spreading tolerance, well, in your church, when you pray... Is everybody required to pray the same way? Because, like in Catholic, in, in Christian Christianity, they're taught to, you know, by the Lord's Prayer, "Our Father who art in heaven." There is a pattern. The Lord's Prayer was a pattern of this is how you're supposed to pray. This is what we believe in. This is how you pray. So, if you're setting that down, as this is our belief, is anybody in the church allowed to say? I disagree. Let's let's have a discussion about this. And if if that becomes the point, do you have a religion at all? If you can't settle on defining God, defining right. what you believe in, there is no religion at all. There is no faith at all. And faith is what it comes down to. And then the the bigger question on this, good and evil, because we go down that road all the time. And I am very curious about good and evil. And I, I put this out there a couple of times this week, even with Donna Humphrey the other day. Does evil exist out in the universe as a force that some people believe like de- you can call it Satan, you can call it devil, you can call it just darkness, the dark energy. Or does it exist within the heart and soul of each individual and can we become evil at some point, even with, without realizing it. And so where where is it? Is it an external force or is it an internal force? Are we all born good and bad, all that stuff? Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a super solid question. Um and and I wish that I knew for sure, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 one of those things that like um and even I wish I knew the distinction that you're asking about. Like, is, is like, cause dude, I've had some terrible, terrible thoughts in my life. Thoughts that, thoughts that I don't own because like, I know me and I know who I am and my values and the things that I believe in. And those kinds of things are just not something that, that who I am would ever want to do. So I separate myself from that. So is that some like evil intrusive thought that's like getting planted into my brain by some, you know, ghouly spirit out there? I don't, you you know what I mean? Or is it something that resides within me and is always in me? And I, you know, I don't know. What I do know 
is that I need to heighten my awareness and do the best I can to be true to who I am and what I believe in. And that makes it easier for when, cause like, even when I get mad, like, like the other day I got mad at my son and yelled at him about the dishes. I don't want to talk to my son that way. Like, yeah, I was frustrated because of the whole situation or whatever, but, but how I expressed myself was not in line with the character of the person I want to be. So like I had to go and say, you know what? Thank you for doing the dishes. I'm sorry I got on you the way I did. You, you know, X, Y, and Z. I have to do those things to block out what, because that stuff, that other side pushes on me all the time. It right. pushes on me. Like, I always want to overreact and be an asshole. And, you know, like, I've been a real son of a bitch in my life. And that dude calls to me sometimes. But I know my true self and my core self and who I really am. And I know that there are things I can do to not fall into being that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and I totally agree that it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complicated thing because we can feel, when if you break it down into the smallest elements, you can feel that there is some positivity. It, it yeah. feels, but if you expand out and take a global or macro vision of humanity, yeah. It it's doesn't tough. get any better. And we're hopeless. That's my point. You, If you're coming into it with the hope of of spreading tolerance, you're insane. It just can't happen. It can't happen on, right. because people don't listen, because people are uh, obsessed with feeling threatened and, right. and, and, and looking into your home and seeing how you live your life and saying, man, that guy smokes weed. That's a fucking threat. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna spread that to my kids. He's a threat to humanity. He's a threat to, my, and all of a sudden you're an enemy. And, and you know, whatever it is, it could be anything like that. Uh, I get it in my head that you're a bad guy, and for what you do, and now I'm gonna be against everybody who, and I'll stop listening. You can't have that conversation with me because I can't be tolerant of you. Being tolerant of you forces me to say I could be wrong. Right, and that's what people just aren't willing to Nobody, do most of the time. Most um, eight billion people live with this with this concept. God forbid a genius like me could be wrong about something. I'm I can't I can't allow that to happen. Right. I I'm, I just know too much. I my experience is is everything in this world, and I know too much. And and so I am not going to listen to you. Wait, you want me to listen to your beliefs about which God and which right. Savior? Uh, sorry, no. If I do that, then that means every, <clears throat> everything I've lived for, everything I believe in is wrong. Those witches weren't really witches. They were just saying, have a nice day. But I just thought they were putting evil COVID in me. So <laughs> we we stop listening. So I'm not of hope. Yes, I believe that you can feel like you're making a difference, but you don't have the uh, follow up skills to to know every single action you take. And even though you felt like it was something positive in a moment, and yes, you can't blame yourself if things go wrong outside of your control. On the big picture of it, the macro picture of the universe, we're all doomed. We're all doomed. It's a fucking. We're, so, and if we're doomed, 
does it really matter if you have a good day? So <laughs> I actually, I, and I know to maybe, maybe this is just me and my, my crazy way of thinking it, but I kind of feel like if we're doomed, it's even more important for me to be a better person now. You know what I mean? Really? Because like, dude, like, like, um, I, I like, I like being that glimmer of hope for people. Like, because I'll tell you something, bro, there is nothing more rewarding than seeing somebody else light up because of, you know, the, the impact that you've had or whatever, like, 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 you know, um, there's not, there's not money or, or, or accolades that, that count as much as, you know, um, hand in. Uh, so we did a couple years ago, I think it was like two years ago, we did a benefit for a friend of mine's son had, um, it was actually my friend's brother, his son had cancer. And so we did a benefit comedy show. And dude, when I handed the money from that show to his parents, like the mom was crying, the uh, the dad gave me, you know, the best bro hug that he could give because he's not one of those huggy guys. Like that's one of the highlights of my life, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and and it wasn't, you know, it was about doing something for somebody else who needed something, and okay. yeah. That, and that's a, a small gesture, and I get that way. But I uh, come back to uh, in the end of the at the end of the day, does it does it matter? And, and it matters to them. It matters to them, but they're they're impermanent. I'll tell you, somebody who who believed in everything you believed in, my aunt, my aunt Shirley, who was my godmother. She was an extremely positive person, believed in all his life, believed in helping people, gave to charity. She goes to ATM on her lunch break, smiling and as positive as, po as she could possibly be, gets abducted by a gang, uh, taken, held, held hostage for three days, uh, brought out into the middle of the freeway, shot in the head like a, like a, a poor animal killed on the, on the highway. So... Uh, all that good that she did in her life or believed that she was doing in her life and being generous to people and being open, at the end of the day, what did it matter? What did it get her? It got her assassinated like a, like a, just a common animal or something, just taken out and shot in the head. And I, my, my takeaway from that was forgiveness because I'm still very anti-death penalty. The newspaper called me. People got uh, sentenced to death, and they wanted my uh, take on it. And I said, no, I don't believe uh, uh, we have the right to take their lives. I believe that the evil that they experience is, is, is part of the human condition, frailty, and be, you know, it could happen as much as we don't want to believe it, all that evil that they, they manifested in that moment could happen to any single one of us. So I don't have the right to take their life. Man, did people get angry with me. People who who believe an eye for an eye. Right. They get And they have a right to get angry with me. And it caught, just my opinion of saying, don't kill the people who killed somebody I love uh, caused enough anger at me that people wanted to kill me. 
So the hope for humanity is, well, I'm not saying don't try to do a good thing in your life. Don't go out and do a good deed. Don't hold the door for somebody. I'm not saying that. Random acts of kindness make you feel good. They get you through the day. But in the end of the, at the end of it, is there hope? Are we doing anything really? Or are we just kidding ourselves about humanity? And I, I'm in a place right now that we are kidding. Anybody who believes that this world can become a better place in the big scope of things is delusional. The, the, the handwriting is on the wall. We've had war since there were two people. We've had, we've had conflict and war. We, now we have 8 billion people. And all those people are dead set on hating each other, committing atrocities against each other in the name of the stupidest little human wants and needs. Right. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, so I want to point out here, though, that at the same time, wouldn't we also fear like some sort of utopian society? Like if we started getting pushed in that direction, wouldn't wouldn't we feel like pretty resistant to be putting into whatever utopian box that the global elites wanted to say we were supposed to head into? Like, I mean, there'd be a lot of uncomfortability in that direction also. I think. Absolutely. No, but I don't you're defining utopia as somebody in, in control in control and as long as there's in control it's not a true utopia uh and so right that's that's but how are we going to get point, there if you are pointing out your point you're point, pointing out how hopeless the human condition is because at the end of the day somebody wants to be in control somebody needs to be in control and that that is you know whether you call it religion government whatever this is the, the problem that Tom thinks he's addressing with this a message of tolerance. And I believe, oh, yeah, right. I believe in tolerance. Uh, you know, I try to, uh, but at the end of the day, I know that, you know, it only goes so far. It only goes so far. And we're not going to save the world. We're not going to make this world a better place. The only thing we can do is try to be a, a good person for yourself, for your own getting through the day, enjoy each moment. And that's, this is what right. I talk about all the time. Like, Laugh, be epicurean, eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow, could, yeah, you're gonna be dead. Right. I mean, it could be, could be. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's where that's where the delusion comes in, and thinking that anything, any of this, really fucking matters in the big picture of things. It doesn't. Well, and you're, none of us really know. Moment. You know what I mean? Like nobody's absolutely sure either, and that's a fair point. Sure about you know what, what I mean. About what, you know, what about good? And like, nobody's a hundred percent sure about, you know, what God is or what good, you know, like no, nobody, nobody knows. Nobody's sure. sure at all. This is there are 8 billion people and 8 billion different definitions of what God right. is. There, there's definitely yeah, there, but uh, there's so we can be unsure about the source of evil. And I'm, you know, I, if evil exists, then good must exist too. They can't, they can't exist because if evil was the yeah, only well, you can't have one without the other for sure. Right, we'd be pure evil, and we're not. But it, there's no denying that if you look at humanity and the state of man's treatment of other other mankind, humanity is not uh, something we are 
uh, moving towards. We are moving more. The more people we get, the more war we get, the more conflict we get, the more killing we get. Can you deny that? So, yes, we're not we can't agree on the source of it, but we can certainly agree that it's prevalent. It's everywhere on the planet uh, uh, right now. And so um, what can we do? We Can we so can we uh, you're saying we can't know we can't know if there is a God. We can't know what the real, you know, uh, creation or a creation of the universe or real even. Um, existence of the universe is. We can just uh, speculate and, and have ideas about it. But one thing we can definitely be sure of without a doubt is people are fucking terrible to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no denying that. There is, people, there is no denying people that. People shit and, on each other. Pretty and good. so if you set out with the intention of changing that on a global scale, I do think you're delusional. I, and, and, and I'm open to being proven wrong about that. And, well, and I'll just say with the one last thing, you say what you focus on. I have been looking for light. I see darkness, but it's not because I'm looking for darkness. I'm looking for light. I wouldn't be having these people on. I wouldn't be having these discussions if I weren't looking for light. And I said to them, please show me. Please give me a reason to be hopeful. At the end of the day, he could not. He couldn't, in his own soul, he said, I can't give you a reason to be hopeful. And this is a guy who thinks he's going to change the world by teaching tolerance. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. I mean, to me, to me, the biggest reason to be hopeful is, 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 is how, how I can see my actions affect others. So I'm totally hopeful. And, you know, and I, on really rough days, this is something a friend told me a long time ago. He told me, to look for something beautiful every day. And, and as long as I see something beautiful every day, then I have a reason to wake up tomorrow so that I get to see something else that's beautiful. Right. Yeah. You I know? agree. I agree with and that. Absolutely. Like but... in my lowest of lows, that's what I hold on to is I want to see one more beautiful thing. Mm, that's a nice goal. But uh, I will come back to you are you are living in the moment for yourself, and that's all I think we should be doing. And I don't think I don't think that is counter uh, to you. I think that you know I applaud that you will find that for yourself and enjoy that for today because I think that's all you have. That goes completely consistent with an Epicurean uh, model: eat and drink, be uh, merry, for tomorrow we may die. And so, if you're looking for something beautiful in today and you find it. You have that for today, for yourself, yeah. not for the planet, and not for yeah, not that's for, true. Yeah. But yeah. that's why I say that's what I use in the in my lowest of lows when when I when I have to hold on to something. You know, it comes down to you know I want to see something beautiful again. You know, um, so yeah, may, uh, maybe I'm a little too selfish in the root of it all. Not selfish. <laughs> I th- no, I, as an Epicurean, you, there is no selfishness in that. It is the idea. The, uh, of understanding that it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about getting through today for if, and making it as good as you can for yourself. And I don't think that's selfish. It's just don't expect to change right. the world. And people who, who, who think they can change the world, could, I wish them all the luck in the world. Show me some evidence that you're changing the world for the better. Right. Uh, and especially 
if we're going to draw lines. Well, yeah. and I try and, you know, one of the things that I try and do to, to help safeguard um, my, my happiness or whatever is I try and uh, manage my expectations, you know what I mean, which is something that a lot of people aren't willing to do. People have certain expectations, and boy, howdy, they better be met or they're going to be super unhappy. You're going to know about it, yada, yada, yada. And I, I really, really, really try not to live that way. I try and manage my expectations, and I try and understand that uh, something my second wife taught me was expectations are just predetermined resentments. Like, I'm just looking to get mad at somebody when I expect shit from them. You know what I mean? Because, because people will fail you. It happens all the time. And so if I have unreasonable expectations, then I can pretty much figure I'm going to be pissed off most of the time. That runs counter to this idea that what you focus on will come. Because if you, if you, if you don't expect the best from people, you're not uh, attracting their best behavior into your life. I expect people to be people. You know what I mean? I expect people to be human. I don't expect people to operate like they're freaking perfect. People have bad days just like I do. You know what I mean? And and like if I don't give room for that, then I'm kind of being an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't allow you to have a bad day also. That's one of the things that I'm learning in my marriage is that dude, my wife is super tolerant of my bad days. Sometimes I'm not so tolerant of her bad days. And she sat down one day and was like, hey, look, asshole. Like, like I'm here for you and I support you on your bad days. Don't shit on me during my bad days. And I was like, you know what? That's fucking fair. I will fucking work on that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. and. All right. That's a good, yeah. good, good thing. And I would, I would agree that, um, being open to somebody, the idea that somebody else might be going through some shit and don't let your shit, uh, your negative shit spill out onto them. That's definitely a good attitude to have. Yeah. For, but, um, yeah, I, th- I do think um, that's all we have. At the end of the day, that's all we have is, is our own life. And, um, and so the idea that, oh, you know what, I'm going to, like the idea that you're going to make somebody who is judgmental and full of judgment for, say, racial reasons or sexual reasons or any of it, that you're gonna you're gonna take that person and make peace in the world with somebody who does not approve of your lifestyle and won't listen to uh, right and is driven by fear. Again, it all comes down to this fear. That your your lifestyle is somehow a threat to me, right? There's no way. There's no way you're getting through and changing those people. And there's too many of them. Even if you would come down to fifty, the odds and you know more people are good than than evil. Even if you say that, four point one billion people are on the side of good. Three point nine billion on the side of evil. You're not going to change those three point nine. So there will never be peace because those those are the active ones. Those are the ones who are angry who think you're a threat who think what you do somehow threatens their existence and there's no what fear is a terrible thing there is no reasoning with it really is 
And, and uh, one of the things I learned in recovery was uh, a new idea cannot be grafted onto a closed mind. You know what I mean? And a lot of those, a lot of those people are locked in and they're so closed minded. And like you say, they won't, e they won't even listen to your side of the argument. Like they don't want to hear it. They don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. um, well, I think being open to at least hearing people and listening to what people have to say is an invaluable asset. You're right. You're Which right. is one of the things I love and appreciate about you because you give you give so many people a voice, like you know the flat earthers and whatever. Like you give all of those people an opportunity to at least be heard, and and I think that that's something that is a great thing that you do. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to how to accept that. But because uh, I'm, I again, I am. I, if I weren't looking for light, I would not be having the kinds of people, the flat earth people. I was just, I was curious as to what would make people actually cling right. to that. You're a seeker. You you seek to know. You know, and that's that's that's, that's that in and of itself is a beautiful thing. Well, and what does it get me? But no, I, I appreciate the, the compliments. I think we have to end it there because I do have a lot, a lot of work to go. But my, my bottom line of, of this thing is the world doesn't need many more religions. Uh, and that, I agree. That, that's I agree. how I started. And he agreed with me, even though he started a new religion. He, I started <laughs> the guy's universalism. And, that, and I started by saying the last thing the planet needs is another religion. Well, I agree, but I started a church. Right. That's, I mean, uh, yeah. God, and so and that's, that's that's marketing for you, folks. <laughs> right. And listen, listen to this idea: the idea that if you're going to have a church and you're going to have a belief system that the church agrees in, and you're going to talk about tolerance, you have to be willing to let people come into your church and throw the tables over. You know, turn the tables over like Jesus did and not say not have him arrested and say, OK, we got to listen to this guy right. Uh, right. that if oh, you believe man. if you believe people are just going to let strangers walk into their church and, and say the preacher's wrong. I think I have it right. Let me turn over the tables and start, you know, putting on a scene here without getting arrested. Uh, you can call me crazy all you want. I call me the delusional one. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> that was my <laughs> whole point. Who do you pray to? Who do you address your letter to? Well, everybody. Well, every everybody can't be divine. If everybody's right. divine, then we're all God. And so, uh, <laughs> I mean, so who are you praying to? You might as well pray to yourself then. Well, you know, advice. for me, like I know this. So after, um, after I lost my faith in like Christianity. Um, I still needed, I, for me, I still needed to have a sense of a higher power. And for a long time, while I was still active in recovery groups, I used what, uh, the spirit of the program. And what that, what that meant was, was that my higher power was basically the overall sense that we were here together trying to achieve the same thing. And, and that's what I put my faith into was the belief that if we gathered together with the same mind, trying to do the same thing, that together we could be successful. And I put my faith into that. 
You know what I mean? My faith in God above the things I can't control. Sometimes I might stumble, but he never lets me fall. I'm sorry. That's my, that's mine. That's uh, that's from, believe it or not, I wrote that. You wrote, how many songs have you written? You've written a thousands, ton, bro. Thousands. thousands. Uh, when I was keeping track, it was 2,600. When, when I, by, that was 14 years ago. I stopped keeping track because yeah. I, re, I, I realized mean, even though I wrote four, uh, 2,600 of them, most of them I couldn't remember how to play anymore because <laughs> or, 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 enough of them I couldn't remember how to play anymore. And you have a lot on YouTube. I've I've watched a lot of your different videos on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still write, but uh, not to the... There was a point where I was writing 10 songs a day, easy, every single day of my life. Uh, that, that that time is gone. But every once in a while, now I'm writing maybe... Since the big computer blow, because I got to the point where I had a crutch of a computer helping, you know, turning on a, a recording device to help me write. And now I'm back to, I don't, uh, since the blow up, I haven't put all that stuff back on. So I'm back to writing with an instrument and sitting in a room and, and writing that way. So it's not, as, I'm not as prolific as I was, but hey, all those songs, not one, well, I shouldn't say not one hit. I've had some, some successes with them. Some of them got me in trouble, like the one last week. Um, what one last week? Love song. I have a song, love song. It's got sixty million downloads worldwide. We've it's been out since two thousand seven. It's a uh, it's a silly song. It's not it's not you know uh, wet ass pussy. It's a silly song about um, a truck. And do you want to get naked in the back of my truck? Come on, baby, let's. And I stop him before he says fuck. He never right. says fuck in the song. But right. uh, some people got offended. They walked out because we were do 15 people requested the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it live and right. people got mad. And then and they, they walked out the and then they called back. And <laughs> after they left, they called the, the venue and said, uh, if you ever have them again, we will ne we'll never come back there. And, you know, trying to get us canceled. Like, no, right. don't come back. We have. 15 I had <laughs> That's great. Um, I had a joke that this was back before I went to prison. This is one of the jokes I did before prison. Um, and I would never do it again um, because it involves a prop and I don't really want to, um, I don't like stepping into that arena of, of the prop side of comedy, you know? Um, but I had like a, a hand puppet that was, <laughs> I had a hand puppet that was like a, an old sock and I had put a bunch of splotches of glue on it and then drew some eyes on it. And um, it was basically um, so and I was also, you know, so I was trying my hand at ventriloquism. I was seeing if I could, you know, um, talk without moving my lips and stuff. And so I had this little sock puppet that I would bring out <clears throat> and he was just super rude to me. He was very mean to me. And it was obvious that he was like my masturbation sock. And uh, the way that I would end it is that, uh, and his name was Krusty, by the way. It was Krusty the sock. And the way, <laughs> the way that I would end it is, is uh, I'd be like, well, Krusty, you have a song for us, right? And they're like, yeah, I got a song. And I'd be like, all right, well, will you sing us the song? You know, and he's like, uh, uh, here you go. I'm crusting the sock. I handed the crusty. You can't say that. 
<laughs> and dude, it like it worked every time. And it was it was so cheap, it was so stupid, but it always it always got such a good laugh. And I never said the word, Man. but I'm sure that people would get, you know. Oh, yeah. But that's always fun. I think it's fun to do that with language. Right. Uh, I would. Ju- I just want to end today by saying I've never jerked off into a sock in my life. I Me neither. It was a joke. <laughs> I, know, I, I know, but there were. It is such a thing. There are men who. It's weird. Why would you do that? I Why would know. you do that? It's the weirdest right. fucking uh, fetish I ever or or idea yeah. or sexual. Not that I'm judging or being intolerant towards it. If you yeah, I just do don't that, understand it. Help me understand. I don't get it. I don't know. Don't help me understand. Just. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. I mean, maybe a silk sock. I can see a silk sock being pleasurable. I don't need to understand. I, I have my own problems I'm working through. I don't need to understand or try to analyze or any of it. Socks. Like, whatever. Enjoy that. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, time to say, turn on your radio and get out of here. Um, yeah, it was great seeing you. Glad we right. talked. Paraguay tonight, talking about healing feminine energy all the way from the other side of the world. We'll talk, we'll figure that one out when it gets here. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.